Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Welcome. Welcome everybody out there. Would you get comfy and just nudge your neighbors and say, hey, this is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We, we believe in having fun in church, right? Uh, I just want to set the, the stage here today. Colossians chapter 3, verse 14 says, And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And the love he's talking about is that perfect love, the love of the Father. Not the world's love, but God's love. So how do we do this right? So I want to just have a conversation. We're just going to talk and, and have some fun here, um, have some questions to kind of dive into um, but just to really talk about how do we become the people that God has called us to be? How do we get into that true love that binds all things together in unity? Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thanks how you for feeling? having us. We're feeling good. How are you guys feeling? So good. I'm just <laughs> jealous how dense your beard is, Pastor Elijah. Like, it is <laughs> phenomenal. Like, there is a God. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ginger in me coming out through my face. So it's pretty exciting. Um, so I'm excited to jump into uh, just some relationship questions and just some, some ways. You guys have built an incredible marriage. You've been two years in now. What? Just so exciting. So fun. Two years, five months. Two years, five like months. Seven hours, <laughs> 23 seconds. Right. I missed the minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so let's go back before you were dating, uh, you know, before marriage, before all that st- stuff. What were some things that you individually set as standards in your life to keep yourself really pure and, and in alignment to, like, save yourself for that day of marriage, you know, for your, for your spouse? Yeah. I think um, when you're single, singleness is such a beautiful time that I cherish so much, and I think a lot of us are so excited for, like, the future that we end up sometimes focusing so much on the future that we miss, like, the beauty of the present. Um, so when I was single, I think one of the verses especially that was true in the season that I met Jack which I didn't even expect, was Matthew 6.33, one of my favorite verses. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. So I think um, just really focusing and seeking the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your understanding, and in that, like, purity is a part of that because seeking his kingdom is, and righteousness is purity, is holiness, is walking in right standing with God. So um, I think for me personally, it was just focusing on figuring out who I was, who God said I am, so that another person wouldn't be able to define that. Because um, it's so easy to you know, be with a person, then who they are rubs off on you, and then you forget who you are. So finding out who I am, what God's calling me to, um, what I'm passionate about, so that I could bring that to the table and give something you know, to my future spouse at that moment, rather than just being like, you tell me what to do. You tell me what you like, and I'll just follow. You know, um, I think no one really wants that. People want wholeness. You know, it's not two halves coming together like people say. You're my better half. Like I don't really believe in that. It should be two whole people coming together. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's amazing. And I think that's so true. Is that it's two wholes coming together. That your your spouse doesn't give you your identity. Your spouse doesn't give you your your security. That's not how it works. Yes, it can be a fundamental in the relationship, but ultimately your identity, your security, your wholeness comes from the Lord. And so what I've learned and how I prepared myself uh, to be married to Lily was simply to have my relationship with the Lord flourishing. 
that if I had him as a foundation of my personal single life and he was the foundation in everything and he was the thing that I was going after, that when I get married, then he would also be the foundation in my marriage as well. And so I just learned like it's all about him. It's all about the kingdom. And when I spend time with the Lord, I become a better version of who I am. And so one, one kind of illustration is when you go into a room full of smoke, you come out smelling like smoke, right? It's the same with the presence of God. When you go into the presence of the Lord, you come out smelling like Jesus, looking like Jesus, and seeing through the eyes of Jesus. And so for me in marriage, it was simply preparing myself by having that place with God to allow him to affirm me, to fill me, to restore me, that when I got into marriage, that I had this amazing foundation to bring in and also a foundation to lean on. And so how about you guys um, in, in your marriage, in your walk? Uh, well, I think for us, um, before we were together, like, like Jack said, I think we were like running after God. And so like the illustration that's used so much, the triangle, like I was just running after what I knew God had for me to do. And Elijah was running after what God had for him to do. And then it was like looking over and being like, oh, well, let's just run together towards Same those thing. things. Like, thing yeah. Us. And I think then you're not like we weren't pulling each other in different directions. I think that's something that when you know where you're going and you know what God's called you to do, then it's easy to see who's going in that same direction. Yeah. I don't know if you guys uh, felt this like when you weren't married, but it's so easy to slip into a situation that lo just looks bad. You know, it can go south so easy. Um, I, I was taught from a very young age just to like set it to where you're above reproach. Have a battle plan that you set standards around yourself that you keep yourself away from the stupid situations. Because like we're all human, you know? You can't, you're not above the law. You're not above temptation, you know? God gives you a way out. But setting yourself up with standards to say, this is something that is important to me to stay pure and holy so that I can be set apart for God's glory, right? Because God has a mission for me. God has a vision for me. God has a wife that I'm going to pursue. Um, but if I don't set myself apart and really set boundaries, it's easy to slip into something, something like that. And I, we did youth, I did youth ministry before I met Ash. Or at, okay, so we knew each other from like five years old on. So we knew each other. But like before she was in my life, um, and we were doing ministry together, I would set standards like um, just not being alone in, in a room with a woman. Just And it sounds really silly, but it was something that was important to me so that I could save those moments and make sure I kept myself out of those moments of temptation. You know, it's not, I, you know I, I don't trust myself, you know? We can't trust ourselves because we're human. We have the flesh that is stronger than our spirit men. So I think when you realize that, you set boundaries and standards around yourself um, to not get into that. Uh, let's talk about what are some things uh, that you did intentionally in uh, your marriage to even set a course for your life uh, together to really grow in love? To, you know, what were some things that you guys did? Yeah, uh, it, going back a little bit, I think um, it was crazy because we prayed the most dangerous prayer that you can pray as a couple. And so just before we got engaged and before we got married, we asked the Lord, we said, God, I ask that you bring up everything that needs to be dealt with before we get married. And wow. that's a crazy prayer <laughs> because that's literally like, okay, if we're not meant to be, God, break us up, right? That's pretty much what you're putting out there. And so knowing the Lord, that he's a God that honors his word, he came through. 
And he did it. And we literally had a season while we were engaged where God brought up all this stuff. Like I would have random insecurities come up. Lily would have doubt come up. And it was just a really interesting season to navigate. I'm like, God, you're actually really doing this. And I feel like in that moment, it really prepared us for an amazing marriage. That when we stepped in, we didn't bring our baggage, but it's already been dealt with. It's already been put away. And it's already, you know, we're we're in a place where our foundation is correct and we have the right focus. And so I think that was one thing that we put in our marriage um, is that we would literally deal with stuff in the beginning before we stepped in. And don't get me wrong, like stuff is going to still come up. But if you put in the right practice and the principles and you have the right foundation, you're going to know how to, how to uh, I guess, address it. You're going to know what to do with it and where it should go. And you're going to be able to lean on God for the wisdom to speak into that situation. And so it was just awesome that we had that moment. Yeah. And I think in that season, like, it's so important to have people in your life that you trust more than yourself. Um, so we had couples pouring into us. We did a premarital course that totally set us up because it got to like talk about things that you wouldn't just naturally come into in a conversation like what's your normal growing up you know like that's probably not a thing you ask on a date although you should write that down (laughs) Um, but and then having people in your life that you trust so that when certain things would come to the surface that we didn't know how to deal with we would be able to bring it to people we trust and they'd be able to lead us through it to like just see from a different perspective and for clarity and the way that God sees it I think, too, if I could add to that, like what you were saying, Jack, about being super intentional about that, I think even if you're in a relationship or you're married, I think it's putting in those big rocks first. And this is something Elijah and I had to be super intentional about because we work together and we do ministry together. And so some people are like, oh, that's awesome. You're together all day. I'm like, yeah, but like it's also a lot of things to work through. When we first got married, we uh, dated and were engaged long distance. So we had never been together more than what, like a week? So then after we got married, we're like, wow, we're still together, (laughs) like two weeks later, a month later, like, wow. And so we had all these things that we had to talk through and communicate through and be extremely intentional about putting those big rocks in, I would say, like even with seeking God and even with like, you know, you talked about that a little bit, like putting those big rocks in in your marriage and in your relationship to say these are the important things. Maybe it's a date night so we can communicate or maybe it's time with other couples so that we're not doing this relationship alone. I think being super intentional, whether you've been married, like you haven't been married or you've been married 25 years, you have to be extremely intentional to protect the relationship God has for you. Yeah, I totally agree. And just to add on to that, in the first year of our marriage, we decided, we had some mentors in our life that said, hey, in the Jewish culture, what they do is the Jewish man will save up all the money, um, he'll work for a year, they'll get married, and then they'll literally wouldn't work at all for a whole year, and they'll travel and do life together and really build that foundation of marriage. And we thought that was amazing, so we decided to do it. And so our first year of marriage, we barely worked at all. We traveled. We went back to Australia, where I'm originally from, visited my family for a whole month, and we went all around to California, up to Redding, different spots. And we just spent a whole year just traveling and getting to know each other as a married couple. Because I think the dangerous thing is once you get married and then you jump right into, into life, sometimes you can miss those moments, those important moments of building that connection, building that trust, and knowing what it's like to be married and so we spent that whole year like hey we're just going to get to know each other we're going to fall more in love we're going to go and do adventures we're going to get to know each other all these different types of stuff and so i think that was an amazing tool that we used in our marriage to build that foundation yeah i think like we did work 
not to say like, because I know not everyone can just do that, but just being intentional with making those moments of just like, hey, we're going to, like, our marriage is more important than our career right now. Our marriage is more important than anything else. Like, we weren't even really in full-time ministry at that stage because we decided, like, yeah, we're going to be in ministry, but we're not going to put all of our attention to it because this is more important right now. Um, so That's so good. How many single people do we have in the building? This is your chance, by the way, to raise your hand and, and look around. <laughs> Look around. What are you guys doing? Don't look at me. Look around the room. Who has their hand up? Those are the people that God is highlighting in your life. Um, thank you. Thank you, Barry. See, God just highlighted those people right now. Can you raise your hand one more time? Single people. All right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I think some, sometimes we view singleness as this, like, just thing to get through. Um, but I look at it as, like, a valley. Um, and there's valleys in our life, you know, school is a valley because it's, it's you're getting to a career, but you're in the middle of the mountaintops. Um, so you're in a valley. Singleness can become, can be a valley in your life where you're, you're going through something to get to what you know you're supposed to be at. And so it can feel like a wasted space. Um, but I want to talk just a little bit about some things you, that you did that prepared you for that mountaintop experience of marriage, right? So when, when you're looking at the vision, the vision is this, this marriage or this, you know, beautiful woman or whatever. So how do you prepare yourself in the valley? How do you seek God? Because I think one of the biggest things is you're preparing yourself to be the husband or wife for that person to marry. And if you don't work on yourself in this valley, you're not going to be ready for the mountaintop of marriage. Come on, married people, you hear me? And, and so you, in this valley is very strategic time. There's seasons for everything, but there's a season to really go into the depths of who God is because your relationship with God will mirror, in singleness, will mirror the, your relationship with God when you're married. Um, and it's super easy to pursue God when you're single because you're not having to share your pursuit. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Like, but when you're married, now all of a sudden, now my focus is my wife and God, so now I'm sharing my pursuit, right? I'm putting God first, but then she's coming in. I got to give myself. So I view singleness as like this valley. Talk to me a little bit about what what'd you guys do to be intentional in that in that space, you know, to be growing yourself. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I think that it was interesting because Lily and I weren't looking for a spouse. Like we weren't looking around, going, "Wow, where where's my wife? Where's my husband?" I think we we're really caught up in the call that God had for us. And I love it because it's when you run towards your call, you run towards what God's placed on your life. One day you're going to lift up your head, look around, and you're going to see a woman or a man running in the same direction as you. And so it shouldn't be you stopping and trying to search, but it should be you pursue the Lord, you pursue the Father, you pursue the call on your life, and then you'll find your spouse or you'll find that, that mate on the way. And so I love it because um, the Word of God says that he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And so wives are a massive blessing. Husbands are a massive blessing. And so I believe that a husband and a wife, they complement the call of God. And so I feel like in our life that, yeah, we really just float in that reality of like, to prepare myself, I need to first prepare um, my walk with the Lord. I need to pursue Him. I need to find my identity in God. I need to be filled by Him. I think our pursuit was on the call that enabled us to bring, uh, I guess, a great fulfillment into marriage or our relationship. Yeah. And when, like, I know for me, like, having a man that's so after God's heart, it's so easy for me to follow him. And, um, but also, it's not like I'm just walking around and following everywhere he's going, but, like, he values my opinion and what God's speaking to me. And it, so I think that's, like, so vital to be in this together. And even if you've been married for years, sometimes it's so easy to lose that. And then you just fall into the cycle of, you know, like, kids and work and all that, where, like, 
kind of why was it that you fell in love in the first place? If you didn't have that goal or purpose, what is God calling you to as a couple? Because I think there's so much power in that. There's only so much I can do alone, but if we come together, it's like double the power, you know, so, which is so exciting. And then I guess another thing that prepared us um, for me, like practically, like living with other roommates, because I got to see that, you know, every person is different. And because um, you're not going to marry the person that's just like you. There's going to be some things that irritate you, and that's okay. It's just learning to put your life down. And I love one thing that we use in our relationship is um, seek to understand before being understood. And um, that is one of my favorite things that Jack has ever said. <laughs> like in, I don't know, but like that's just like what we use. So like in, a, in an argument or anything like that, like be, instead of like being right, it's like, no, I want to listen to what you have to say because you're valuable and what you say is important. So instead of putting up my, my wall, walls and my defense, let me just stop and, like, open up. Yeah, and I'll just add one more thing. I think as well, like, just finding the gold in each other as well. I feel like if we can be gold diggers <laughs> in the sense of finding gold within people and pulling it out and make that part of your lifestyle, that your marriage will thrive in celebration. And I see that in our relationship. Like when Lily sees something, she says it. She's like, wow, like you ministered really well. You love that person well. And I feel like creating that culture in your own life of seeing gold, calling it out, pulling it out, and giving honor where honor's due really does create an amazing, I guess, culture to bring into a, to a marriage. I think the first, first thing to build in a house is the foundation, right? Yeah. And so as a single person, as someone who's, you know, just going after God, you're building a foundation right now that someday you will build a home upon. Yeah. So what kind of foundation are you building? What kind of standards are you setting around your life that keep you set apart for God's glory, right? So your foundation is super strong so that when, I remember I was just pursuing God, pursuing what he had for me. I had a very deep, intimate relationship with Jesus before Ashley came about. So like when Ashley came into my life, I already had a foundation set of I knew his voice. I knew what it sounded like. I knew how to follow him. So when a wife came into the picture, now Ashley's like, where are we going? I'm like, hold on, let me talk to my father. I already have that foundation set. But if we get into a relationship, then I'm like, oh, junk. Like, I got to know what he sounds like now. God, you got to speak to me now. I got someone following me. Um, but it's like when, when you pursue God and you build that foundation, then your home, the walls go up quick. Foundations are set slow because they have to be strong, right? So there's some things, you know, as a single person, you can't do. There's some situations you can't get into, some things you want to keep pure and holy because he has set you apart to build a foundation for his mission for your life, you know? It's huge. And I think, like, that's one of the things, too, like, purity. That was a huge foundation because we actually, um, one of the things that was important to me growing up was, like, not even to, like, kiss until our wedding day. So me communicating that to Jack when we started, like, talking, it was kind of scary because you don't know how he's going to react. But it just showed, like, what kind of man he was, like, a man of honor. Because he's like, wow, like, I want to honor that. And I want to make sure, like, we get there. So we did keep our purity all the way till the wedding day. And that was just, like, one of the things that now, like, we have such a deeper trust towards each other. Because if he was able to keep himself away from me until the wedding day, like, I know that he'll keep himself away from other temptations that might come now as we're married. Because purity continues way further than just up to marriage. So... That's so good. 
I, with the purity in marriage, I love that because I think a lot of it comes down to having a battle plan. And that was something that Elijah said first to me whenever we started dating or anything. He was like, we need to create a battle plan for the relationship that we want. And then again, when we got married, it was creating a battle plan for the family that we want. Now with kids, it's creating a battle plan. And I think a battle plan is just like, you know, nobody goes into war or goes to like fight anything without a plan. And they go in with a battle plan. Like, here's what I'm going to do. I may have to react to some things that are unforeseen, but here's my plan going in. And so I think wherever you may find yourself, whether you're in a dating relationship, engaged, married, you have kids now, it's setting battle plans to say, here's what I'm going to do. Here's priorities. And here's the plan that I'm going to have. Like, we had a plan like for for not yelling and fighting because that was very important for from you from your grandfather and Elijah was like I do not want to have a house where we're yelling like that is important to me and so we always like would sit down on the sofa fighting like literally like holding hands it's really hard to pin yourself against each other when you're like that and it, it sounds so silly and even when I say it I'm like oh my word that sounds so silly but I think it's setting up battle plans so that you don't fall so short right like even if we have a debate in our house it's it's not going to escalate because it's something that we've set a battle plan for. Yeah, it's huge. So good. Yeah, if you fail to plan, plan to fail, yeah. right? And so if you go into this thing thinking, I'm just going to wing it, something's going to wing you. you know? <laughs> You're going to go down the wrong path just because you can't uh, be stupid. You have to be wise in what you do, wise in how you approach things. Um, Man, you guys, thanks for talking with us. Oh, this yeah. is huge. It's been, it's been fun. I love marriage. Yeah, let's give it up for marriage. Yeah. Let's give it up for a healthy single people getting into. Yeah, let's give it up for people find their wife and their husband today. <laughs> We're going to do an altar and marry people. Yes. Just kidding. Yes. Uh, but I just want to quickly add yeah. to that as well. Um, I just really felt as well that, uh, <laughs> firstly, it's funny because um, keep your purity on the, on the day of the wedding is, is very simple um, you just get a wedding dress with a million buttons, and you can't undo that thing anyway. So it just makes it really easy. <laughs> so but anyway, true. I just feel like I really wanted to be in a place where I honored Lily, and I honored her family, and uh, honored the Lord. And I remember when I came to America, I came to Philadelphia, and uh, her family was on a family vacation in New Jersey. And um, I, I w took her dad on the boardwalk of New Jersey, and I said, hey, I just want to honor you and ask if I can date your daughter. And we were unofficially dating at the stage. We did nine months long distance, and we didn't announce it. We had a connection, uh, but we weren't saying, hey, we're dating, and we're gonna we were pursuing it, but we didn't title it. And so I got her dad's blessing. He blessed me, and he said, hey, you're a man of God, and you love my daughter well. I want to give you the blessing to date her. And I was like, thank you so much. And I said, I have one more question for you. And he said, what is it? And I said, um, how, what, what is your expectation with physical touch and different aspects why I date your daughter? And he said, you can hold her hand, you can give her a hug and kiss her on the cheek. And so I knew because I had accountability with this amazing woman's dad that I could stay to that and I could also honor her and the Lord. And so I feel like allowing your yes for the future, allowing your yes uh, for what God has in store for you, that trust that you can build in your relationship, having your yes big for that drowns out maybe that, that negative yes towards fleshly desires. And so I found that if I had accountability and I had honor and I wanted to frame up something great and I had vision for the future, that 
really kept me in a place of purity in my heart and in our relationship. Yeah, yeah. I would love to spend uh, just these couple moments here and those who are in this room to say, you know what, I want to step into this life of living for the vision, right, of what God has for me. I really want to set some standards and boundaries around my life that I set myself apart for the holiness of what God is calling me to. That's you, man. I just want you to stand to your feet. Just stand with us. I just want to pray over you that as you walk into this, this life of purity, this life of setting yourself apart, this life of getting yourself ready. Maybe you're not in a relationship right now and you're getting ready. You know, you're going after what God has for you. I want to pray for you that God gives you a vision for your life, that God gives you a heart after him, that God sets a foundation in you that is so strong in how you pursue him, how you hear his voice, having his heart be in you, that it's so ready for a house to be built on top. If you're in a relationship right now, and maybe you've had some things happen where you're like, you know what, today we want to make a commitment just to be pure and holy before God. We want to be pure and holy in his eyes. Do you know that when, when Christ comes in, he says that when I live in you, all the old things pass away and are dead, and now new life in Christ is here? Come on. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been in Jesus, there's new life. There's new life. So wherever you are, it doesn't matter. All that matters is you come before him and you say, God, I'm ready for this life. I'm ready. Show me what you want me to see. Show me how you want me to live. And he'll lead you. He'll guide you. The Holy Spirit is the one. And everybody says, Elijah, where do you stand on this? Elijah, what, what does your church think about this? I'm like, it doesn't matter what we think. The Holy Spirit is the great convictor. The word of God is the great convictor. Let me tell you. Don't come to people about it. They may have their opinions. Go to the Word of God. Listen to what He says to you. He'll lead you. He'll guide you. Say, I don't know if this is wrong. Go to the Word of God. What does it say? What does it say? What is He saying to you? And set standards in your life. Set boundaries around your life because you are set apart to be a world changer. God has designed you to be the light of the world, to be more than a conqueror, not just to conquer, but to be setting others free. But we can't be free in others if we are not truly free ourselves. And so today I want to pray over you. Jack, would you, would you pray with us? I just want to pray over your life that God would set you on a course to make his yes above all the little yeses of sin and temptation and all this stuff, that his yes would become your ultimate. Would you pray awesome. for everybody? Thank you, Father. I just want to hit that point one more time that you're now a brand new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. And I love it so much because new creation in Greek translates to kainos being. And a kainos, what it means is something brand new, something never seen before, something different, unique, something that's so much more than. And so today, when God comes in and He brings restoration and He makes you a new creation in this aspect of purity and this aspect of relationship and marriage, know that it's greater than. It's not just settling back for what you were created for, but it's setting back to something even more than you are created for, that we have full access. And I love that grace isn't a license to sin, but grace is the empowerment to overcome sin. 
And so today we're going to pray for the grace of God to rest upon us, that we would be empowered to walk in a life where we can walk in holiness, righteousness, purity, and we can walk in a life where we can give God glory through the amazing union of relationship and marriage. Amen. So would you pray with me? Father, we thank you so much for what you're releasing today, God. I thank you that it's not just a word, it's not just a conversation, but it's your Holy Spirit being made manifest. And today, God, we just ask that you would move. We ask, God, that you would move in such a powerful way. Father, in Jesus' name, I command shame, guilt, and condemnation to break off people. Father, I ask that the chains and the baggages that they've been holding on for a long time, God, that you would take it and, God, it would be laid at the cross. And today, God, I thank you that you're restoring us back to purity, back to holiness, and back to righteousness. God, that when we leave today, that we would be so different than how we came in. Father, not just in the way we feel and not just in the way we speak, but, Father, the way that we see our spouse and in the way we see us. God, I pray today that you give us your perspective, that, God, that we come out of our mind and come into yours. And so, Father, I thank you today that you're going to move in a radical, powerful way that only you can do. And so, God, today we ask that you would even restore virginity, Father, that you would restore bodies, Father, that you would restore every aspect, that you're a God of full wholeness and you're a God of full restoration. And so today, God, we ask that you would do it and you would do it again. And so, Father, we bless every marriage, every relationship, even the singles. Father, we bless the single season, the God that you're going to raise us and equip us to be the best us in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, that you're making people whole this morning in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.